Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for Daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman and today we got a nice solo episode bringing you guys into the weekend. I'm going to go over a bit of the preview for tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild. Uh, as well as get into some more trade rumors and get into all that because the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. And this team is kind of up in the air in terms of what they might do. A lot of people think they're going to be sellers. A lot of people think they're going to be buyers. So we are just going to have to wait and see on that. But without further ado, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by locker room download the locker room app and join me or tommy next week to get in on the action our usernames are the same as they are on twitter so josh hyman nhl for me t welsh 15 for tommy we didn't or one earlier this week it was so much fun we had a good time talking to you guys so make sure you download that locker room app changing the way we talk sports all right so where do you even start with with this with this week for the Blues. Um, you could get into the, the Minnesota game. I think I want to do that a little bit later. But I, I think, first and foremost, I want to get into some of the trade rumors and continue to talk about the upcoming trade deadline, which is, let me get the exact date, which is Monday, April 12th. So, oh, wow. Yeah, this weekend, um, going to be a lot going down. So this is, I guess, a bit of a big preview for that, for that trade deadline, um, I'm going to have to do this one solo without Tommy, but that's all right. Get into the rumors that we know are there. Now, obviously, the names that have been tossed around are Jaden Schwartz, Mike Hoffman, even Vince Dunn. Um, now, it's tough because this team's in a weird spot right now where if you look at their last – two weeks they should be selling like obviously they should be this team should not be anywhere near a buyer spot if you look at you know the coming off a seven game win or seven game losing streak finally got a win against vegas but you know still not a whole lot of of room for confidence when it comes to the long-term success of this team if you're looking at just these past few weeks but if you're looking at the, the season as a whole and even like dating back to last season what we know this team is capable of doing um there's there's reason to say like hey just because it happens to be they, the blues happen to be slumping during the trade deadline doesn't mean that this team isn't capable of making a playoff push and i kind of agree with both ends of the spectrum i know that's a little bit of fence sitting and and it's tough but it's hard to make one one definitive statement or the other, like whether the team should buy or sell, I, I would have to guess it's going to be a combination of both um, because there are some expiring deals that 
one way or another aren't going to end up back on this team, especially like what you keep in mind, the uh, impending expansion draft that regardless of, you know, who's a UFA, who's an RFA right now, even if you do get these guys signed, there's going to be those guys or other players exposed in the expansion draft. So if you think about it, this off season is, is like almost a double free agency because you got the guys that you're going to let walk, but then you also got the guys that you're going to expose and expose in the expansion draft. So, um, it really, it's, it's, you got to look at this roster with a little bit more reluctancy to, to, or not reluctancy, but you got, I guess you have to have less reluctancy when it comes to looking at who you're going to trade, because there could be a lot of names available this off season one way or another. So if, if you're Doug Armstrong, you got to think, man, a guy like Jaden Schwartz, he's a great player for this team. He has been a great player for a very long time. Um, one of the most important players for this Blues roster, but are we going to lose him in the off season? And if that's something that Doug Armstrong is, is, unfortunately confident in if he thinks that they might not reach a deal or whatever then it might make sense to trade Jaden Schwartz and I know a lot of people are saying oh resign him in the offseason I mean yeah that would be great but that's that's not it's not an easy thing to pull off um as we know as we've seen it's it's not a guarantee obviously that would be nice if we could bring Jaden Schwartz back um after trading him and Doug Armstrong can pull some genius but that's that's definitely not a guarantee, and and I think we need to prepare ourselves for to see a guy like Jaden Schwartz on the move um, come Monday or come this weekend. Um, another name I've seen thrown around a lot is Vince Dunn, and that's another interesting case because while I think he has had an, a disappointing season, I think the argument to trade him could be, or the argument against trading him could be, why would you trade him now when his value is probably the lowest it's ever been? You know, he looked really, really good for the Blues last year at times. He looked pretty good for the Blues in their in their cup run, you know, was a valuable defenseman there. Um, and he's had a disappointing season. So teams are gonna be buying kinda low on Vince Dunn, you have to imagine. Like they're not they're not he's maybe not as high priority of a pickup as he was prior to this season just because he's been disappointing or you know it could be the exact opposite teams could be pretty high on him and and the blues could be a little bit more willing to sell because of the disappointing season that he's had again it's it's hard to speculate excuse me especially this year with you know the lack of the lack of like practices and the lack of scouting you don't really know what teams are going to be looking at and teams how teams are going to be valuing players um, because this season is so unique and it's such a one-off that I think guys that are struggling this season might have a lot. Might that might have a lot to do with the the altered environment, whether that be lack of fans, whether that be lack of preparation. So I, I think this trade deadline is going to be kind of quiet as a result. Either it's either going to be a quiet trade deadline or teams are just going to overpay drastically and there's no in between just because I think the the value of players is has shifted um because of this this weird unique season you know you got a guy like Taylor Hall a couple seasons removed from MVP caliber playing like a third liner right now and I I, I don't think that has anything to do with him falling off or whatever it may be I think some teams going to look back you know whatever team trades for Taylor Hall and and probably gets him on a pretty cheap deal or, or get someone a, for, for a pretty cheap deal, I should say. Every other team's going to look back and, and regret that they didn't jump in on that. But it's it's just one of those things that, yeah, if the Sabres are looking to trade Taylor Hall, then 
you know, you gotta, you gotta understand that this, this trade deadline is a little bit, a little bit abnormal from years past, just because look, look a few months ago, that Taylor Hall signing was regarded as like the best move of the off season, blah, blah, blah. And, and now they're looking to trade him, and who knows what they're even going to pull in for him. So we're certainly gearing up for a wild weekend. If I, if I was putting money down, I would say a million trades because I, I just, I feel like there's no, there's so many rumors out there right now and they've been building up for a while that I, I think teams are getting antsy and they're going to pull the trigger and, and especially teams that are playing each other so many times this off season, there's going to be, or this in one season, there's going to be a desire to shake up the lineup to confuse the opponents. But if you wanted to put money down on maybe who you think is going to get traded or where you think they're going to end up, the best place to do that is betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA college, ba- or not college basketball, college basketball just ended. NBA, MLB, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. you got real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a free 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and that's promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. And when I return, I'll be getting into a little bit more of the trade deadline news, including the elephant in the room, Mike Hoffman, plus previewing the upcoming few games against the Minnesota Wild, so don't go anywhere. All right. So, elephant in the room, a guy that is most likely being moved, if if I had to guess, it's Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman was an experiment for the Blues this season. I think that that's no surprise. Um, for one year, four million dollar try it deal. You know, at the beginning of the year, there was a lot of a lot of it was a polarizing signing. I think a lot of people were really high on it. A lot of people were really low on it. A lot of people said, "Oh, you know, he's a goal scorer. He's going to put up thirty goals." Uh, and I think that's the boat I was in. I thought Mike Hoffman was going to be a much bigger impact player for this team than he has up to this point. I thought that he was going to be scoring a lot more goals, creating a lot more offense. So I I was proved wrong, and a lot of his doubters were proved right. Granted, I don't think he's had necessarily a bad season per se. I I just think he's disappeared in a lot of games. He's been a non-factor in far too many games. And yeah, he scored a couple goals, got a bunch of assists. He's putting up some points, but really just hasn't moved the needle in a way that a guy like Mike Hoffman would be expected to. And I think that that has a lot to do with fit. I, I don't think that the Blues are the best fit for him. Um, I think he would succeed better on a different team that has a bit more of a free-flowing offense. Granted, I don't necessarily think he's going to make a team like that better um, because like, like Tommy and I said on yesterday's episode, I don't really think he's a guy that's going to go in and make your team better on a night-in, night-out basis. He's a great guy to have on your team if you already have a team that you know can fit him perfectly, but he's not going to be that difference maker, that needle mover alone. And I think a lot of Blues fans, maybe including myself, expected that to be what Mike Hoffman produced. I think I expected him to drive the offense to be able to lead a line on his own, and that was probably a little unrealistic. But hey, anytime you sign a guy that scores as many goals as Mike Hoffman, you're going to have high expectations, and he hasn't met those. So, you know, he's on an expiring deal as well. I can't see in a million universes the Blues re-signing him. So uh, I, I think that a move there makes a lot of sense. Um, people want to get a first-round pick for him. I, I don't 
know if that's going to be something Doug Armstrong can pull off without attaching another name on that deal. I don't know if Mike Hoffman can fetch a first round pick, but granted the market really hasn't been established yet. We've seen a couple trades go. I think Palmieri and Zajac fetched a first. So maybe Mike Hoffman packaged with somebody else on an expiring deal like a Tyler Bozak even, even though that would be a lot of cap space moving out, um, could maybe fetch that first that you're after. But for the most part, I think it's it's going to be tough to see what the market looks like. I don't I don't know what Mike Hoffman's value is, is going to be. That's the thing, is he's a guy that's had really good productive seasons, but he's a guy that's had his fair share of, of – polarizing moments whether you want to look at the off-ice controversy with eric carlson and all that whether you want to look at him you know drastically underperforming in the boon out this season i i would have to guess that his value is a little bit lower than we might think it is just because he's tried it out on a bunch of different teams and really hasn't had a whole lot of success for long term with any organization sure he's been a great offensive player um at times but you know, there's a reason why he keeps bouncing around. There's a reason why he only managed to get a one one year, four million dollar deal late in the offseason from the Blues this year. I don't think a whole lot of teams are <clears throat> too high on Mike Hoffman anymore, and I think that could lead to him fetching somewhat of an underwhelming return if he were to be traded on his own. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe part of a bigger deal uh, if if we were to send out a guy like Vince Dunn or even Jaden Schwartz. Um, who knows what they could? Who knows what what they what they'd be looking at if they were to package two players together? Because then you got to bring some salary back as well. Um, that's when we can start throwing out names like Rasmus Ristolainen, and Taylor Hall, you name it. Um, but I don't think that that's something that we're going to see at the deadline. That would be a huge, huge move if if two players went out and one player came in of that caliber. It would really shake up the locker room. Um, so. It, as much as I hate to say it, I just have no clue what's going to happen come Monday um, because of that. Because I think the guy that's most likely being moved, Mike Hoffman, I still think we don't know what his value is going to be on the open market. Obviously, there, there's been speculation, you know, first round pick, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if we're this low on Mike Hoffman, the rest of the league's going to be taken note as well. It's not like they were the only ones that have been watching Blues games. So. Maybe a team that that can look past his defensive struggles and all the other struggles that we've talked about this season. Maybe another team will will be high on him and will take a risk and, and overpay the Blues a little bit for him. But I, I, I'm not I'm not preparing myself to to walk out of Monday's trade deadline with an extra first round pick if if all we're getting rid of is Mike Hoffman. As as great as that would be, especially at the point that Tommy made that there's probably a lot less confidence in the draft this year given that the the combine and everything is going to be a little different because of COVID and that we just lost our head uh, scout, Doug, uh, not Doug Armstrong, Bill Armstrong went over to Arizona. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if even they do get a first round pick for it to be a couple of years down the line, just because this year is probably not the high, scouting probably isn't the highest priority just because of the revamp scouting staff and all that. But again, this is pure speculation. Um, I would love for them to go out and get a first-round pick. I think this draft class is kind of sneakily deep, even though there's no true number one prospect. I think that there are a lot of guys that can be difference makers on an NHL team deep into the first round of this draft. So if the Blues could get two first-round picks and get two guys that will be making an impact on this team five years from now, that could be huge. Um, 
granted that that's, you know, easier said than done. Um, especially in a, in a COVID year, you know, who knows what the draft is going to look like, who knows what, how players are going to jump around as a result. It's going to be difficult to, to predict. And, and as is this trade deadline, um, but you know what isn't difficult to predict, and that is Built Bar being the best tasting protein bar ever. Now, obviously, like I just said, the Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's good for you. It tastes delicious. Don't miss out. You got to check out Built Bar. And the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious. Sir, you got 18 amazing flavors plus so many more. Uh, 18 of the classics. You got 12 of the originals, the OGs, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, you name it. Six a couple, six of more new ones, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp, lemon, almond cheesecake, and a few more. Plus, they got all sorts of fun stuff on their Twitter. You just missed Built Madness, um, the championship, all that fun stuff. So check them out on social media as well. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And the best part is, like I said, they're healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for someone on a diet. Uh, if you're looking at the peanut butter bar, that's my personal favorite classic can't go wrong with peanut butter you're getting 19 grams of protein 180 calories five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs so go to builtbar.com right now and use that promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com and when i return i will be covering tonight's matchup between the minnesota wild and st louis blues before wrapping up today's episode so don't go anywhere All right. So right now, at the time of recording, we are about five hours from puck drop. St. Louis Blues at home against the Minnesota Wild. Now, Blues put on a show at home last time against Vegas. You'd hope that they've conquered their home demons, but still not convinced. So I don't really think home ice advantage is going to be too relevant in this game i think the blues just need to come out and keep battling for their lives like they did in that game against vegas because you know you can't take any games off as much as it was great that the way that they played um against vegas and i would love to see that night in night out they're still battling for a playoff spot every single night that they play you know being behind arizona so Need to continue that momentum. Need to play well against Minnesota tonight. Minnesota on the year is 24-12-2. St. Louis is 17-16-6. Minnesota has a 26th-ranked power play compared to the Blues 24th. But Minnesota has the third-best penalty kill compared to the Blues 25th. So special teams could be a difference maker here um, if the Blues start taking a lot of penalties like we know that they're prone to do. Blues are a really good face-off team at fourth. Minnesota is 30th. So again, could be a difference maker there. Could be one of those little things that moves the needle if the Blues can win a lot of face-offs and get possession. Um, goals for and goals against per game are kind of similar. Wild have a much better defense, though. Ninth in the NHL with 2.53 goals allowed per game. Thanks for driving by with your loud car. Sorry if you picked that up. People love to drive by my apartments with their loud vehicles. It's great. Um, anyways, yeah, Wild with a ninth-ranked defense in the league. Blues with the 23rd. So uh, special teams could be a difference maker, but I think that these teams are pretty evenly matched, at least on paper. Looking at the last five games, Kevin Fiala has been on fire with eight points, as has Kirill, Dalabel Krill, Kaprasov with five goals in his last five games. He's a monster. He has been all year. He's going to be tough to stop. 
Um, and they've got a pretty good goaltending tandem in Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen. So it doesn't really matter who the Blues face tonight. There's going to be a good goalie between the pipes for Minnesota. They got shut out last time they played about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago at this point. Uh, 2 nothing loss. So the Blues have their work cut out for them against a tough Minnesota team. Um, Minnesota trying to trying to work their way to the top of the this division, and the Blues trying to work their way to the bottom of the of the playoff spot in the division, back into a playoff spot. Um, Minnesota being six points behind Colorado for the lead and two points behind Vegas for second place. So we could see a potential Blues wild playoff series down the line if the Blues even make it there, depending on how things finish up. But huge implications here. I mean, Arizona plays Vegas tonight, so a Blues win and an Arizona loss could see the Blues one point out of a playoff spot with a game in hand, but vice versa, flip the script, and the Blues are back to five points out of the playoff spot if they lose and Arizona wins. So another huge game. Jordan Bennington gets the start. After his famous work coming quote, I think he's going to be a monster tonight. I think he's found his confidence. He's found his swagger. He is my pick for a lockdown player of the game. I know Tommy gave him as his player for lockdown player of the game last night, our last game out. But I think Jordan Bennington can be such a huge difference maker for this team, as we've seen in years past, as we've seen in games past. Even this year, he was a huge difference maker in that Vegas game. Um few nights ago so i think he is tonight's lockdown player of the game he's a guy you got to look at as as a potential huge difference maker especially considering minnesota just put up what eight goals on vegas a few nights ago so it's a hungry offense it's it's a team with a lot of good goal scorers um the blues have the work cut out for them like i said now where i think that the blues have the advantage i think the blues have a little bit more experience than the wild so if it gets into that playoff style game like we saw against vegas and it's you know puck battles winning one-on-one battles gritty goals i'd say advantage blues as long as they can get to their game and and sort of grind down the wild and make sure that teams don't get into that coast-to-coast fast play style of play without the Blues being able to catch up because that's what they've struggled this year. So as long as the Blues can maintain their style of play from puck drop to final buzzer, I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I think Minnesota is a great matchup for St. Louis this year. We haven't seen them play a whole lot, but I think it's going to be a really fun night. I predict the Blues are going to come away with a win. I think it's going to be really close. I maybe say three to two, maybe in overtime. Who knows? It's going to be a battle. I'm excited. Um, but make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to because I think that's all we got time for today. But Monday's episode is going to be an absolute banger as well as all the post-trade deadline episodes. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL and Locker Room. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Locker Room at twelcher 15 Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LockedOnBlues. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and as always, let's go Blues.